The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. We're taking stock. Stock, like as in the stock market, as in <laughs> we're doing inventory. Should I put no, on we're some? Making, we're, <laughs> making, we're making bone broth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> Yay, that's so riveting. Excuse me if I turn off my microphone for a second. <laughs> Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. After speaking with a lovely, loyal listener and prospective client the other day, she said something that got me thinking. As we talked, she said, well, she knows a lot about what to do for her health. She's pretty aware, she's switched on, she's listening to Eat This with Leanne, but she also isn't quite sure what to do next. As in, she's not sure what steps to take to up-level her health from where she is to have more energy, to sleep better, and consistently feel good while knowing that she's positively influencing her health so that she lives really well, feeling good for as long as she's alive. I think it's an incredibly empowering focus to have for oneself to really want to up-level from where you are. And truthfully, I believe that that's why you're here. That's why you keep on coming back because you have a certain awareness already and you want to do better. Now, what got me thinking while she reached out and she wants to work together. Now, I know that that's not necessarily something that everybody wants to do or isn't accessible to everyone. So I thought about what if we work through some of the things that I do with my clients so that you can benefit without jumping into working with someone. Now, don't get me wrong, working with a health coach, a naturopath, nutritionist, a body worker, acupuncturist, anybody out there in the natural health field has incredible value and can be an absolute game changer to your life. But there's also things that you can do for yourself once you notice what's going on. Now, the key is to knowing where to start. So today on Eat This with Leanne, let's talk about taking stock of where you're at with some self-awareness and assessment tools that I have for you, and then make a plan with some, you know, what to do's of how to move forward. So taking stock, you mean like you need me, I need to go into my closet, see how many uh, dress shirts I have, how many pairs of underwear without holes uh, that yes. I have. That's taking how many stock, socks right? That match. How many socks that match and don't match? I don't even match socks anymore. My kids got me onto that. It's great. Um, <laughs> but is that what you mean by taking stock? Taking stock of your health taking stock of how do you feel, noticing all the little things that you probably don't, and also that you just think are normal, right? Like one of the things I noticed somebody said, oh yeah, my nails, my fingernails are really weak and they peel off all the time. Okay. That's not normal. Like <laughs> your, your nails should be strong, right? Your hair breaking off should be 
that doesn't need to happen. Yes. Like, so, so, <laughs> but, but a lot of people just think they're not aware. They're not aware of adding these things up. Yeah, I'm feeling good. See, I should be 6'4". I'm not. I'm 5'7". That's not normal. I should have a full, beautiful head of hair. It's starting to thin out and fall all all over the place. That's not normal, obviously. I shouldn't have feet that look like Frodo, but I do. And that's not normal. So fix me, Leanne. Fix me. Oh, yeah, as if I can. Some fish oils. That'll get you up to 5'9", at least. That'll do the trick. <laughs> oh, Mega Boost, here it comes. Kid Boost, yeah, that'll do the kid, trick, too. All that boost. stuff. If I thought I could get half an inch from Kid Boost, I would buy stock. I would consume it at every meal. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Well, there's some slight limitations on all supplements, and that's probably one of them that it's not going to make you any taller. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're like me, I'm starting to ask more and more questions about the influence and the ways of the medical community. Now, we cannot do without our doctors, without our nurses, our medical professionals and institutions, but just understanding and realizing that there's a limitation on getting to the bottom of what's going on with health. It's almost like you know, there's the support for your ailment or or for your disease that you have or been diagnosed with typically comes in a form of a prescription given. But really, the getting to the bottom of what's going on and answering all the whys, it's just not as much of a focus as, say, how I focus with my clients. And I understand that because doctors do great things and keep us alive and do all of that. And that's great. But it's those niggly things that just don't have you feeling good as you go throughout the day. And that's really what what my focus is. Now, I feel like a detective when it comes to health. And while I'm, I don't know everything, there are a lot of limitations to what I understand. What I do know is that there are small steps that can be taken to improve where you are at right now while digging a little deeper into the symptoms, disease, and your overall health. Now, I talked about those tiny habits in episode 120 and encouraged you to add new behaviors to an existing habit as a more successful way of creating new habits and healthier ones at that. So I hope that that helped. Did that go well for you? I don't remember what yours was, Chris. I remember what mine mine was. Uh, I failed miserably at. You did? I did. The the whole reading thing? It was the reading thing, right? The the book is still closed. The book is still closed. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to say that um, I failed miserably as well, and that's the eat less processed sugary foods. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not happening. Nope. Okay. Polished off an entire row of maple cookies this morning with my coffee. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. I've heard of other. There's something about those maple cookies that people really, really like because you're not the first person I've heard say about about the maple cookies in particular. I don't know why. (laughs) Probably could be any cookie in front of you, but still. You know what it is? It's because it's maple. It's like connected to maple syrup and you make the maple. So you think maple syrup with breakfast. I mean, it all makes sense somewhere in this brain of mine and in their brain. It's it's purely an addiction. Well, one other thing I did suggest was having the glass of water first thing in the morning. Lovely listeners, did that help? And maybe take your vitamins if that's something you forget while making your morning cup of tea or coffee. Like these things, they can be there. But maybe, Chris, our goals were just a little too lofty, a little too big, rather than just like that Mm. one tiny one. Like when I get into bed, my head hits the pillow. I do not reach for a book. It's not there's I'm not sure what existing habit I need to attach that to other than just kick my own butt and do it. Anyway, so to start taking stock 
answering some questions and writing down where you're at so that you know what your focus you know what your focus is what it's going to become is essential so let's start with your health profile what are your goals maybe you want to sleep better you want to ache less you want to deal with your gut issues and not be bloated all the time or have more energy sort out your dull skin your acne skin maybe there's a little bit of you know clothes being too tight, Chris, while you're in your closet taking stock, you're like, you've got all these clothes, but some of them you can't actually wear. Maybe that's part of the taking stock. (laughs) So to start, let's, let's have a look at what are your health problems as in more of like a diagnosis or an itis or some health issue that you know of. So note down what's contributing to your current health. Some examples could be that you've got arthritis, you've got high blood pressure, osteoporosis, You suffer with sinusitis. This past week, I heard of a colleague who got COVID and he knew straight away that it was going to, and he was just going to go down that same road that he always does straight to bronchitis, right? That seems to be his weakness. That's what happens to him. A lot of people, when they get a cold, it's like it heads straight to their lungs. They get a cough, COVID or otherwise, or straight up to their sinuses, ear infection. Like those are the kind of things I'm talking about here. Maybe you've got diabetes, maybe there's hypoglycemia, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, colitis, Crohn's, IBS, headaches, migraines, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, ADHD. Maybe there's skin issues, eczema, psoriasis, hormonal issues of hypothyroid, endometriosis, PCOS, PMS, perimenopause. Note all of those things down. Now, you probably know a lot of these things about yourself already, but there's something to just on one piece of paper, collectively putting those kind of things together just to see exactly what you're dealing with. Next up, let's go through a body scan. Now, this is the kind of thing that I go through with my clients. They note down the things that they're living with right now, but also the things that they've dealt with in the past. This is not meant to be like a negative exercise and have you focusing on all the bad things that have happened and, you know, broken bones or torn ligaments or, you know, all these things that you're still dealing with. And of course, all of your aches and pains, because there's a lot of those. And as we all get older, there's a few more of those. It's meant to help you to become of aware of what might be a, a lack of focus and concentration that you've been experiencing, but you didn't quite put two and two together that you haven't actually been eating any fish lately or consumed any kind of omega-3 fats of late. Like this is the correlation. This is the connection that I'm hoping that at least by the end of the episode, you're going to start to make. And as somebody says to me, let's say I have a lack of focus or I have a lack of concentration and I'm really having a hard time, then that's when I look over a food diary, that's the kind of thing that I look at because omega-3 fats especially are tied and linked to memory, to concentration to and to focus. So if you know then that that box is checked off, as in your body has a foundation of good fats, you're taking a really good and strong omega-3 supplement if fish is just not your thing then you know that you can move on from that. And then you go a layer deeper as you've kind of checked off that box going, okay, no, I think I'm good on the omega-3 front. Okay, so you say body scan. Yeah, How, we're going to go through a list. Oh, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused on how we get, you said body scan, I picture myself naked in front of a mirror looking for moles. <laughs> but how do I get from that to whether or not I'm taking enough omega-3? So you're going to fill that in for us. That's, yeah. Excellent, yeah, just, okay. 
(laughs) Right. Okay. So just as an aside, I guess to sum up this process is that your efforts can prevent all kinds of disease. So for instance, not eating too much sugar prevents the possibility of diabetes, right? Not all roads lead that way, but I'm just using this as an example to try and tie it together for you. So in my genetic makeup, when I had my um, my DNA, the report that I got from the DNA company.com forward slash eat this, then it showed that I my genetic profile really, I have more genetic potential for diabetes than a lot of other things, maybe heart disease, or I don't think cancer was really, really came up um, in that. So I know that that is an issue. And actually I've got the results of my daughters now and that I know that the two of us are very similar in that sense. So my sensitivity and her sensitivity to carbohydrates and sugar is more likely to lead to insulin resistance And therefore, that's like a precursor to diabetes. So someone else who doesn't have that genetic makeup, this is not necessarily a focus for them. So the steps to prevent is really to decrease or avoid at all costs, sugar, processed foods, all those tasty carbs, like what you had for breakfast, Chris, your maple cookies, (laughs) you know, for me to do that with my genetic makeup, and because I know that is potentially more Uh, harmful than maybe for you, if that's not your genetic potential. So all those breads, those cookies, and, you know, I love my shortbread too. I have that with a cup of tea every now and then. So, you know, what do I need to do there? But I, but if I do end up with hypoglycemia, right? So if I notice, if I note down for myself that, oh my gosh, my hypoglycemia, that crash in the afternoon, that unbalanced blood sugar level that sometimes might contribute to a headache, especially if you wake up with a headache in the morning. If you're dizzy, if you're lightheaded, if you stand up and you're lightheaded, that can be blood uh, low blood pressure or because your blood sugar is crashing. Or of course, your energy, right? When you have low energy, that probably means you're dehydrated or you have low blood sugar. Maybe on specific blood work, it would show up that there's an imbalance going on. Dr. B talked about that when we went through through looking at your blood results. Um, I don't remember what episode that is. I'd have to go back and just search uh, your blood results on Eat This with Leanne. Now, if something was telling me that I'm headed in the direction of insulin resistance, then I move from prevention to treating. So I'm treating my situation by adjusting my diet. Right. So then I know, okay, I can't get away with the row of of cookies like you had this morning, Chris. I might have one instead of a row. Right. Like you move from prevention, from dealing with, you know, I'll do this every now and then. But overall, this is my focus to, okay, I have hypoglycemia. I've got, you know, some sort of diagnosis. So now it's time to shift gears into treating with diet. I'm not talking about the medical um, way of, of dealing with this, but you got to adjust diet. So then I would, would focus more on eating more protein, especially at breakfast time. I wouldn't buy any more shortbread at the market because it's just too difficult not to have it if I have one of those moments. So doing those means that I'm less likely to deal with neuropathies. Let's say I ended up with diabetes eventually, if I just kind of carried along this road. And remember, I'm just using this as an example to show you how this you how you can impact things 
neuropathies, well, that's a specific type of nerve damage associated with diabetes, pain, numbness of the legs, hands, feet, problems, digestive system, urinary tract, blood vessels, and to do with your heart. I don't want any of that stuff. So I am now motivated to make sure that I can prevent as much as possible if I get to a place that I need to treat it. So as you're writing these things down, and and I do have a form, I do have a sheet, a couple of sheets for you to download. I'll get onto that in a second so that you can, can note these things down in a more succinct way than maybe I'm explaining right now. Now, in order for me to optimize my genetic potential, because I have the information about diabetes, again, just using this as an example, then really noting down my symptoms and being aware of, oh, wow, I just went through a week and I was so tired in the afternoon. Like that awareness means that then I can catch myself. Or if you're working with someone else, they might ask you those questions and, you know, kind of mirror that back to you. But noting down the symptoms, even week by week that you're, that you're dealing with, realizing maybe that I'm crashing in the afternoon or my concentration is, you know, tanking as well, can really offer that light bulb moment to the awareness that, mm, yep, the things that I'm doing, I look at my food diary, then I look at, look at, you know, my body scan, then that sort of tells me what's going on. Now, like I said, I've got a version of my assessment form that you can get on sproutright.com forward slash take stock. So you just head over to that URL. It'll be in the show notes on leannephillipson.com. And I've put together some pages for you to just download, print them off, print off a few actually, so that you can fill it in once. And then you see where you're starting from and know, you know what direction you're going in. And, And then I want you to keep track though, as a as a process to to see how you're progressing as you're focusing on your health. It's all well it's all well and good to make the changes, but one of my great mentors says the biggest affliction of us humans is that we forget. So if you don't notice what's going on, if you're not aware of it, it's really hard to say, "Oh wow, yeah, I stopped eating gluten, let's say, just to try that out and huh, I'm not constipated anymore or I'm not gassy anymore." Until you get constipated or gassy or for my for myself if i don't have a headache let's say for a month which you know lately because i get a lot of migraines is is not normal but if i go a whole month and i don't have a headache and then i get a headache and then i think oh i haven't had a headache for a while like you just kind of forget and you just kind of keep on trucking along so, so does that make sense yeah. does that make sense chris how often would we check our notes when I work with clients, then I have an initial consultation, which would be like, you know, you taking this and kind of noting it down. Mm-hmm. And then I would do a follow up two weeks later. Okay. So every and couple of And then I would weeks. follow up again two weeks later. Okay. If you wanted to do once a month, then that's also fine too. I wouldn't go much more than a month because you lose your momentum. Okay. The two weeks, the bi-weekly, the two week thing is kind of the sweet spot because there's enough awareness there. There's, there's enough focus there that you're not completely forgetting you know, and going back to the shortbread tin, for instance, right? <laughs> well, like so, you've got that accountability, right? It's, you're still, you're still kind of rolling with it. And ever, and 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 so often when you do make changes, whether it's to your diet or whatever, it takes time for the body and the brain to adjust. It really, really does. And whenever, um, so I do a method of testing when I work with people, and I will not retest them for a month. 
because hmm. it's it's almost like the whole body uh, regenerates itself in about sort of three weeks. It's not the whole body does, but the supplements or the nutrients that you're taking from supplements really start to work their way in within about three weeks. And then sometimes it can take a week or so for people to start taking a, a supplement routine. I, I never say to someone, okay, here's three or four things to take, go take them all in one day. You'll want to start and then progress on. So again, just, just to manage your expectations is if you're starting to take a supplement, like if it's a B vitamin or something like that, because it's pretty instant energy, you're going to feel great fairly quickly or within a two, three, four days. If you take a, if you take a probiotic, for instance, and there's a bunch of bad bugs in your belly, you'll know about it probably within about 24 to 48 hours because you'll be extra gassy, <laughs> but then you got to get to the other side of that. And then, you know, two weeks later, you'll think, I have not been gassy at all today. Like it, it just takes a little bit of time. Sometimes it gets worse a little bit before it gets better or, mm. or other times it just gradually gets better. It right. really depends on, depends on what it is. And Dr. B explained that how the body often takes stock on its own and says, Oh, you mean you, this is really what you want to do. This is going to be your yeah. new pattern. Oh, okay. Yes. Well then, well then I'll, you know, lift some of the defenses I've been putting up for the last couple of weeks and we'll move on with this new rhythm, right. this, these new choices. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And you know, we know that the body adapts. We know that the brain adapts, yeah. right? The neuro neuroplasticity. We know that the, that the genetics, let's say when we talk about that and all the few episodes that we've had about genetics is we have our genetics, but then there's also the situation of what's called epigenetics. So your actual genetics are 20 to 30% of influence and the epigenetics is like that personal responsibility right. in terms of, you know, do I eat shortbread every single day for my diabetic potential? That's not a great, that's a net, that falls under the epigenetics category. Right. Which is 70 so, to 80 percent. Right? Exactly. For, yeah, exactly. Right. It, it goes so to show so you that. Big. Yeah. So a lot of people are out there going, you know, it's not it's not my fault. It's it's my genetics. Yeah. Well, not really. It's only 20 no. to 30 percent. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. All right, so with your body scan, so let's start at the top. And again, all of this is detailed on those sheets on SproutRight.com forward slash take stock. So let's start with your head. Do you get headaches, migraines? Do you have a stiff neck? Are you sort of fuzzy headed or have brain fog in the morning? Do you get dizzy when you stand up or when you're just kind of sitting down? Or do you have some sort of unexplained pain? Now, with that one, I would definitely go off and talk to your doctor. With anything, really go off and talk to your doctor. If there's nothing that comes from that and you still have unexplained pain, then, you know, we'll get into some of those things a little later, too. Then on your head, or maybe not, is your hair and your scalp. So is it oily? Is your hair oily? Is your skin oily? Is it dry? Poor condition? Is your hair brittle, thinning, prematurely graying or just graying really fast? Maybe you're all flaky and you've got dandruff. Do you have hair in the wrong places? Maybe women have facial hair where you think, no, I'm not supposed to have that. Or do you have more hair on your body? Are you losing hair? Do you remember, Chris, when Dr. B in episode 78 on men's health, he talked about how men losing hair from their ankles up, how the Italian 
men would wear the socks and the slippers and and the the black socks are almost to cover the fact that half of their lower leg has no more hair on it and right. they, they have dark hair so you really notice it <laughs> and i remember him saying if men if your hair on your legs is sort of slowly moving away from your ankles upwards that's a sign that there's some decreased testosterone going on so there's there's all of these little things and maybe you would have to talk to someone like Brock, dr brockenshire to figure those things out but those are the kind of things i'm talking about noticing okay onwards into your mouth do you get a sore tongue? Is your tongue swollen? Do you have tooth decay? Do you have mouth ulcers? What's your morning breath like? Is it, you know, are you going to knock someone over? I'd say cue mouth taping from uh, episode 90 with Dr. Lawrence Friedman on that one. He was a dentist that told us first introduced the mouth taping, which I think a lot of people have tried it from that episode. And they said, the number one thing is my mouth is not so dry. And also um, I don't have bad breath in the morning. I'd say that's pretty good. Do you have a poor sense of taste or smell? Do you have extra saliva in your mouth? Do you have a dry mouth? Do you have gum disease? Are, are your gums like pink, kind of like reddish pink and, and maybe they're bleeding? That's another thing to notice. And what happens if you have cold sores? Very unpleasant, but that's another thing that happens within the mouth. All right, now what about your eyes? Are they burning, gritty? Are they protruding? Are they prone to infection? Do you get styes or get... Um, uh, what's a pink eye all the time? Are they sticky, itchy, painful? How's your night vision? What's going on there? Do your, are your eyes dry? Have you got cataracts? Is there sensitivity? If you got swollen bags under your eyes, dark circles, blurred vision, double vision, failing eyesight, or, you know, kind of are they a bit yellowish, which is a little bit on the jaundice side? Those things all can be noted down. Again, it's all on your sheet. Your ears. Are they blocked? Are you losing your hearing? Are your ears sore when there's skin inside, outside? Are they itchy, weeping, watery, overly waxy? That can definitely be a sign of omega-3 deficiency. Who knew? Anyway, creased earlobes, all of these kind of things, again, show different things up. So your nose, do you get stuffed up, congested? Ugh, do you get frequent nosebleeds or is your nose just running all the time? Are you prone to snoring? Again, back, back to mouth taping. Sinusitis. That is really a thing that I hear about a lot. Whenever you have a cold or something, it just heads straight to sinusitis. Hay fever, post-nasal drip, rhinitis, sneezing, poor sense of smell. And just to circle back, because I think I just, I don't know, just had an intuitive ping that somebody's saying, okay, so what am I supposed to do about the sinusitis? Just a, a quick aside there. Anyone that is dealing with sinusitis, it is absolutely a sign of, or can be a sign of candida and a yeast overgrowth going on there. So you got to take a few steps back to deal with what's going on in the sinuses, but there's a little tweak that you can kind of go down a little rabbit hole or look back at the candida um, episode that we did. Sorry, don't remember all the numbers of the episodes. All right. Now from your nose, how about down to your body, your muscles? Are they sore? Are they tender? Do you get cramps? Wake up in the middle of the night? Are there spasms, twitches? Is there some loss of tone going on when you think that you've been working out a little bit? Are they wasting, weak, frozen, restless legs? Or is there some sort of odd numbness going on? Now to your skin. Dry, rough, flaky, pale, patches, changes in moles. Definitely go and see your doctor about those. Are they prematurely lined? Do you kind of look 50 when you're actually 20? Or is your skin congested, oily, clammy? If you've got 
have you got, you know, different types of rashes going on, like eczema, dermatitis, psoriasis? Do you get boils? Oh my gosh. I remember treating someone, he was a hairdresser years and years ago. He would get boils all up and down his arms. Did just cleaned up his diet. He was a hairdresser. So he was on his feet all day long. Lucky if he managed to get anything marginally healthy into his mouth um, throughout the day, we changed his focus. And honestly, within, I'm going to say two to three weeks, the boil started going away. Wow. That's cool. Like, and it wasn't like life-changing. Like it wasn't, the diet wasn't a, that much of a change that he like had to stop working. Right. Or, you right know, but, I mean, you know what hairdressers are like, right? They have a terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. I got lots just, of go hairdressing from, friends. They, yeah. Okay, no, I know. Me and they, the hairdressers no. were out every Saturday night, just okay, clubbing okay, it okay. up. So that's yeah. maybe that, that's back from my beauty therapy days where I used to work in a lot of salons and all that kind of stuff. They <laughs> start their day. They don't stop yeah, okay. all day right, long. They right. don't sit down. They don't get a break. It's one client to the next. Then someone's late. Then their whole day is wiped out and they're trying to keep up. So I just, and there's lots of industries like that too, where people don't stop. So it's a tricky situation for someone in that, you know, kind of work atmosphere to actually stop because the clients are going to keep coming in the door right? It's, it's, it's that kind of situation. But anyway, it was really, really interesting to see the effect on cleaning up his diet. And I think we did probiotics and all that kind of stuff went from, you know, inside out as I, as, as I talk about so many times also to do with your skin. Have you got stretch marks? Is there cellulite there? Do you bruise easily? How about any veins? Do you have some thread veins? I've got some around my knees from when I was pregnant. That's pretty common, but are they actually getting worse or have they been the same for years? Maybe since you had kids. Speaking of veins, how about varicose veins? Have you got in a little circles, some ringworm going on there? Do you get allergic reactions and go all red? Or have you got excessive sweating happening? Your joints, your fingers, your knees, your back, your shoulders. Are they painful? Is it inflamed, swollen, stiff, rheumatic? Do you have arthritis? Is it, is it aching, sore? Do you have difficulty bending down? How are those muscles as well as those, uh, as well as those joints, right? If it's, you're not doing yoga, oh my God, sometimes picking something up off the floor is like an event. Bending over, it sounds like such a simple thing, man. And then all of a sudden, just like, if it's all, it feels like out of the blue. It's not, but it feels that way where all of a sudden yeah. you just realize, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm not, I'm, yeah, you drop something on the floor. You're like, yeah, get it later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you get a small child to come along who's a lot closer to the floor, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, once you get down there, I mean, really, we're, I mean, come on, we're not that old, but no, it's, 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 it's a, it's a cross between sort of the achy joints, but also honestly, it's the muscles. Your muscles get so tight mm. that unless you are honestly doing yoga, a lot or some sort of stretching a lot, you just really stiffen up so much. It's quite crazy. But also from the inflammation standpoint, from the, the good fat standpoint, from, um, you know, from hydration, like there's all these things again, which lead into the fact that you just don't bend very well, or you just say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it. Well, that's part of it. It's not just a physical thing. It's a mental thing too, where it's like, yeah, it's not worth the effort. <laughs> Well, yeah. And then you stop using those and stretching out those muscles, even right. if it is just 
bending down and picking something, I'm getting needing a hoist back up again. Now, also to do with your joints, what if you're feeling unsteady? What if you don't have those stabilizing muscles there to kind of keep you upright? I remember in the episode, I'm going to say it was like 104 that we did with uh, Samantha. She was talking about really in your kitchen, let's say, you know, while you're there, just go up and down on your, on your toes, you know, use your calf muscles, do a couple of squats, be, be mindful about when you open the dishwasher, just to engage those muscles, those stabilizing muscles, because when you're unsteady, that means that you're more likely to fall. And if you're going to fall, then that's really, you know, that it hurts a lot as you get a little bit older. Um, also with your joints, what happens if you're slow moving and it sort of feels like you're really, really creaky onto your mood. Now, what if you're depressed, anxious, tense, angry? Maybe you're happy a lot of the time, but then you kind of crash. Are you balanced, optimistic, sad, pessimistic? Are you tired? You just can't be bothered. And you're in that space for far longer than you remember. That's something to note down. A lot of the time, and I know that a lot of us have been conditioned to, okay, get yourself up, get yourself, you know, don't listen to those cues of, more rest, just plow through, just keep on going. I think, I don't know if it's a generational thing or, or whatever, but if you get to a place where you just can't be bothered, you need to notice that, like include that in a part of your awareness. Is it something that then just eases in another two weeks? Maybe you have a little bit more energy, but these are the things that you got to note down so that you know that the efforts that you're putting into making changes are like, oh, I couldn't be bothered about a month ago but now I feel better. Now I'm ready to get going. Now I am more cheerful. I'm less agitated. I don't get upset so easy. I'm not, you know, tearful or jittery or scared or explosive or, you know, just worried all the time or super annoyed or overwhelmed or having all this, just all these fluctuating feelings that you've got on or just being aggressive. Sometimes you just like, just everything just bothers you all the time. When you note these down, then you can see the progression that you're making to your mind. This is really important. And I think um, upcoming, we've got something I'm going to talk to, to, um, I've got a couple of guests in mind that I'm trying to work out on brain health and really, again, keeping our mind sharp more to doing, you know, those crosswords and things like that. You know, if if you don't use it, you lose it. So this is one of those, one of those times, maybe you are more forgetful. Maybe you've got difficulty learning new things. Oh my gosh, Chris, I went the other night to have a sailing lesson. It was, there was no wind, but it was all about sail trim. So one of my efforts last year and this year has been to learn how to sail for myself. I go out sailing a lot, but I'm always just told what to do. There are all these names and words for, for doing exactly the same thing or exactly the same part of a sailboat or, or something. And I'm like, can somebody just dumb this down, please? And can we just use one word for the same thing? Because I'm keenly aware that my brain is just not able to take in and hold as much as it used to be able to. The older you get, the more you know. And yeah, it's almost like there's less room. Less room, less, uh, what's the word? Retention. Yeah. Part of me just doesn't want to retain it. So I don't. Yeah. So I don't listen as well as I used to. Yeah, there's that too. But I want to retain these things about sailing and the sail trim. Like I'm motivated for that. But then he's, you know, he was talking about something and remote, you know, this and the shape, the shape of the sail. And then you do this and then that has that effect. And you really want it like all these things. And I did a good job of following, uh, following along. But at a point I was like, I'm done. 
Like my brain just said, okay, you're full. That's it. I'm done. And you know, I must've had a glazed look. He's like, okay, does that make any sense to you at all? And I said, it did till about two minutes ago. You know, like that's kind of when I hit the, all right, my brain's full. Yeah. So there's also added to that to do with your mind is just being easily distracted. Maybe you have difficult time making decisions. Maybe that's a thing always, or it's a new thing. You can't switch off. You lose interest in kind of in daily life and in the things that you used to love. Maybe there's some fogginess, there's dyslexia, dyspraxia, hyperactivity, panic attacks, and maybe you don't have any motivation. Again, this could just be where you're at, or it could be something that you need to maybe elevate, take to a doctor or go and talk to somebody else. Now to do with your chest, part of the body scan, too, have you got frequent colds and chest infections? Are you like my colleague where you're, if you get sick, it just heads to bronchitis, uh, asthma, heart condition, palpitations, any chest discomfort or pain, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, wheezing, persistent cough, or noisy breathing. A lot of those things you definitely need to consult with a doctor about. Now, moving down from your chest to your gut, you know that I talk about the gut health a lot. Bloated, tender, cramping, distended, if you've got nausea just for no reason, or maybe it is actually linked to a headache, like what happens to me. Satisfaction, or that, like that sensation, you're full, too full after you eat something. You think, oh, that's not worthy of it. I didn't eat the whole tub of ice cream. I just had like three scoops, and yet I'm super full. Like, what's going on there? acid reflux or heartburn. This is huge. Flatulence and farting, a very belching. Is your stomach churning? Is there painful anything going on? You maybe have IBS, celiac. There might be a hernia going on there. Hemorrhoids, ulcers, or is your digestion sluggish? Are you super sensitive? Obviously the IBS type situation with constipation and diarrhea. Now, getting into your genitals. Yes, this is part of your body and something that you need to notice. Do you feel itchy? Do you get cystitis, thrush? Are there ulcers, warts, herpes? Do you have groin pain? There's something going on with your, with your prostate. There's some inflammation there. There could be pelvic inflammatory disease. Is there an odd or smelly discharge for women? Impotence or painful in, intercourse, um, maybe vaginal dryness or just when you pee, it hurts. It's not good. Or there's just something unexplained that's a little bit different. Of course, again, worthy of a conversation with your doctor. And while you're doing that, note it down. Now, let's go to your extremities, your hands, your nails, your legs, and your, and your feet. Maybe your nails are dry or your hands are dry and cracked. There's eczema, sore joints, there's puffy. Maybe when you bend your fingers, it feels really creak, creaky or there's some numbness going on. Maybe your nails are fragile, they're dry, they're peeling, they're splitting. You got bits of nail, bits of hangnails, you know, flipping off your nail all the time, split cuticles, those kind of things. Maybe your nails are spoon shaped, which means you're sort of a bit like a ski jump from your cuticle upwards. You've got white spot, white spots on more than two fingernails. That absolutely shows deficiencies. Where are the lines on your fingernails? Are they horizontal? Are they up and down? Or are you getting super thick toenails? That's always a really unpleasant thing. Or are your nails lifting off of the skin? Maybe they're changing color and getting dark. Now with your legs and your feet, there could be fungus between your toenails. If you've got burning feet, tender heels, maybe there's gout, there's cold feet, tingling, numbness, aching, athlete's foot, your feet are swollen. Or when you get into bed, you can't actually fall asleep because your legs are like going, they're like super, super twitchy all the time from restless leg syndrome. That can definitely be helped with magnesium bisglycinate. So that is the full list of 
what you'll find on spurtright.com forward slash take stock. That's it. That's also in the show notes on leannephillipson.com. Now, the point of this self-awareness assessment for yourself, like I said, those flaky, those dry, those brittle nails isn't necessarily just how you are and that it could be from a lack of good fats. Tying that into your also having high blood pressure, for instance, and inflammation that's going on, they're all underlying points that you can connect the dots and think, ah, okay, well, I've heard Leanne talk about this on like three or four episodes. So maybe it's time to really think about the fried foods that you're having. You're hitting the drive through on the way home um, and you're picking up those fries, let's say, or not even that. Maybe you're just buying something that's packaged, it's processed, it's in a box, or you know, you buy some ribs that are already ready to go and don't need the sauce and, and all the steps that, that you need to do. Or maybe there's a few more sugary foods going in because you've got more cravings. Well, all of these things, lead to inflammation. Now, next up, I want you to keep a food diary. Now, don't groan. Don't switch off. Just stay here. Stay in the room. (laughs) I know it feels like writing down like what you spend when you don't want to hold yourself accountable because it's going to maybe cramp your style because you still want to just get the things that you want to get. But truly, if you're aware of what you're eating and drinking or aware of what you're not eating or you're not drinking enough of, how are you going to make a tiny change to create new habits from there? It's not so easy. Now in the download that I've got for you on sproutright.com forward slash take stock, it's going to include an area to put your food diary. So fill it out honestly. You're only going to be cheating yourself if you don't. Then those tidbits and those ahas that you get from when you're listening to any of the Eat This with Leanne episodes or shows, then you can start to tie them in. And this is what I found with a client that that I was speaking to, I talked about off the top is she knows a lot of the things to do, but is having a hard time tying it into and making sense for her. So again, of course, you can work with someone, you can reach out and work with me. But otherwise, the point of this is so that you can be aware of your own body. Now, the food diary, writing it down is just a huge way of being aware of what your habits are of what you're eating. So then you can make those changes. Most people think that they're healthy eaters. If I ask most people, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty healthy. I'm pretty healthy. Yeah, no, I only have hot dogs if I go to the baseball game or that kind of thing. Or mm, come to think of it, now that you're saying that, went to grandma's last week. She puts, she always puts hot dogs on the Barbie. And then once you start like totting all of these things up, you realize, hmm, maybe not quite so healthy after all. Now, I don't remember every day if I was like, oh yeah, did I mindlessly while well, I made a cup of tea, you know, reach into the cookie jar and take out a shortbread? Maybe. Maybe not, but I did it mindlessly. I was not aware. I was not in the moment. I was thinking of the 10,000 other things while I was getting out the bag of Earl Grey to stick in my mug. And sure, I could have reached over and shoved one in my mouth. But because I'm not writing writing it down, I'm not aware of it. When you start writing it down, then that is not only accountability, but also just gets you out of that automatic pilot mode that we tend to get into. So in that case, if I was writing it down. Oh God, I'm having shortbread every single day. No, this is not good. I'd move the cookie jar away from, from the kettle or away from, or put it in the (laughs) cupboard or something like that. I would have, I'd have to send my cookie jar to Poland. (laughs) 
Why? Because you go and find it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'd be knocking on my neighbor's door going, do you have a cookie jar? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't yeah. find mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you'd be saying, hey, where's all those maple cookies gone? You hide them under the bed so the kids don't get them. Damn kids. They always finish off my sweets because I'm actually someone who can have like two bites of chocolate. If I'm in the mood, I'll have four or five, six bites of chocolate. That's fine. You know, I'm, I, when I say bites, I'm talking about the big dark chocolate bars that I that I have and really enjoy. But if I go and open it and leave it, it's because I'm going to maybe in a week or two or I don't know how long come back to it. Mm -mm. Nope. If any of if either of my kids find it, it's gone. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of raccoons got into the cupboard because all they leave is the shrapnel of the wrapper. <laughs> and why did they leave the wrappers behind? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, we are not going to figure this out. This is generations and generations of. Uh, oh my God, our one chip in the bag. <laughs> With all the air well, in there, it and the, and yeah. the clip it at the top. There isn't a parent to make alive. Make it look like it's full. There isn't a parent alive who hasn't stood in front of their kid going, <laughs> what? Oh, who's going to eat three crumbs? <laughs> right. Like, my first thought is always goes back to what. Like I really feel for my mom and dad because I'm sure I had the same, uh, you know, brain yep. that my son currently <laughs> is working with. Yeah, I, I, we've all I been just through as it. Brain I'm dead. quite sure. Oh yeah, I could remember sitting in the basement of my of my parents' house growing up, and the chips were like my dad built a bar in the rec room in the basement, right. and the chips were kind of like under the bar. And then, you know, you go downstairs and you turn on the TV and then rather than sit on the couch, kind of like look up the stairs and be like, I don't hear mom. So you'd sneak off and just kind of sit <laughs> on the inside of the, of the bar, it right? Like, so you know, hard. where are you? Right. So hard and then it'd be like, quietly. <laughs> and then you think he's got to open the damn bag first. <laughs> and then, which is a super good, can't get crinklier bags than a yep. bag of chips. So then open it and then pull one chip out and then think, oh, maybe she's coming. And then quickly put them away. And then you go back and sit down on the couch. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And then, and then, yeah. Yeah, then you go back again. Oh, that was a really good chip. I'll go back and have one more. You know, I mean, they're <laughs> they're probably doing the same thing as we did. And yep. I definitely hold my hand up to having done that. All right. Now, the systems of your, your body, they all work together. And yes, it does take a trained eye to understand how everything connects. But really, it this is just such a great place to start. So I really hope it empowers you. Don't discount the five things that I'm about to suggest to you as in, I talked about this hairdresser where I changed his diet and it really impacted things. And it didn't take that long. Actually, you know what it was, Chris? I remember vividly now what I gave him garlic. Hmm. Nice. I gave him gar yeah. garlic for like that blood cleansing, that antibacterial, that anti kind of anti everything, anti fungus. Garlic is amazing. It was in a capsule, so it was much stronger, but uh, probiotics and garlic, oh, just, it really can sort out a lot of things. And again, just a really simple, simple thing. So these five suggestions that I've got for you really can impact everything. Now, just again, a quick aside, knowing that pretty much anything that's going on with you probably has some sort of connection to inflammation. There's like an inflammatory component to it. Now, 
it's likely that anything that you've got going on can also be impacted by dehydration and not drinking enough water. So once you've done your self-assessment and you, you know where you're starting from as in you've taken stock of where you're at, then sure, follow these five steps and then go back to the information that you've noted down on your self-awareness assessment. This is where coming back to it, revisiting it in two weeks or a month is where you're going to start to see the impact. So number one, Drink more water. Drink more water than you think you need to drink. At least two liters a day. If you drink tea or coffee with milk, it doesn't count. If you drink your tea and coffee black, it does. If you drink soda pop or anything else that has any other flavor, sugar, or some sort of ingredient list on it, and let's say it was 500 mils of a pop, well, then you need to go and drink an extra two, an extra liter, so twice the amount as what you had in order to stay hydrated. And don't think that soda pop, Gatorades, any of those kind of things are hydrating. They are, for your body's sake, more dehydrating. You need more water to dilute it to a point. Number two, I want you to fill half your plate, half of your plate with fruits and vegetables. If you don't eat any, because it's just not your thing, go and have an apple, really. That's probably half a plate's worth, depending on the size of your plate. Go get some blueberries, buy some baby carrots and have them. If you can't eat them raw or you're turned off raw, you know, me saying just go and grab something because your belly blows up or you really kind of get uncomfortable with it, then steam or wilt everything and just stay away from the apples, for instance. When you eat raw food, for some people, especially who have candida, it, it seems really quite odd, but you end up feeling more bloated and have more digestive distension and, and, and just discomfort than if you were to eat them just marginally blanched or like dropped in hot water or uh, quickly steamed. Now, when you eat the vegetables, this takes care of the fiber and the antioxidant categories of overall health. Yes, you can add in the Skin Boost or the Skin Boost Superfood Powder. That's from my own line, Take This by Leanne. You'll find that on spurtright.com. You can take that every single morning, which I do, and that'll help you to further deal with the inflammation. So the antioxidants, all those incredible nutrients that are in the fruits and the vegetables, those colorful foods help to start to put out the fire of inflammation. And that's really, really important. Number three is find something, anything that you can eat that is not bought or processed. Whatever packaged food you have, what else could you try? Let's say if your ice cream is your thing, like yours is, Chris. I'll share a recipe on leannephillipson.com in the show notes for an ice cream. And it is amazing how it tastes, Chris, using frozen bananas. Have you tried that? No, not yet. No. No, no. That, that When it comes to the list of things I need to stop eating, ice cream's near the bottom. So, oh. uh, yeah, once I get there, once okay. I get there. Then you're going to give this give this one a whirl. Then I'll give it a whirl, yes. But I'm not okay. at, to the point emotionally yet that I can let go. Okay. All right. Well, this recipe of honestly just using frozen bananas and it ending up tasting like um, like the it's it's the soft serve ice cream that you're going to end up okay. with, and you yeah. can stick. Stick, stick chocolate chips and all sorts of stuff in it. It really is an incredible switch to lessen the chemical load that we just talked about in last week's episode 120, or actually two weeks ago, I think it was. No, 121. That was it. Now, where are you, number four, where are you with your good fats? Do you eat fish? Do you eat nuts? 
Do you eat seeds? If you're allergic, I know you are, Chris, then go for the seeds or even take an omega-3 supplement. I've got in my Take This by Leanne line, I've got Omega Boost. Again, that's on SproutRight.com. If you find that you're using the vegetable oils, the corn oils, the canola oil, which are a lot of omega-6 fats, but don't have the fish and the nuts, which really are typically more of the omega-3 fats, then work your way towards that. Take the supplements and also start using more of an olive oil, an avocado oil, um, or just eat more avocado. Eat the fruit itself. That's a great thing to do as well. But the oils are really, really important. And again, that speaks more to inflammation. Now, number five, the last thing is to do an assessment over your carbs versus protein. Now, from what you wrote down on your food diary, are you matching your carbs, your intake of carbs, like bread or a bagel, let's say, with enough protein? That's really hard to throw in enough, you know, let's say meat to a sandwich or a bagel so that you kind of have a 50-50 going on. Because ideally, when you look at your plate, any snack meal that you have, you want at least half of your plate full with fruits and vegetables, and then the other half, so move that into two quarters, then you want a quarter to be carbs of whatever you choose. And then the other quarter needs to be protein. So in the case of, well, what am I supposed to do about my sandwich? We'll go get a wrap and then just fill that up with egg and then throw on some greens or spinach, maybe grate some cheese on it, put in a little bit of uh, salsa. That's always super tasty. Wrap it up and then you could have lunch. If you are more of a plant-based person, then you take the wrap made of whatever it is, throw some hummus in there, some quinoa, a whole bunch of chopped up peppers. Hey, presto, there you go. That's lunch. All right, so there you have it. Making a start to looking after yourself, whether you're working with a naturopath, nutritionist, health coach, visiting your doctor, or whatever it is, helps you to take charge of your health. You know yourself best. No, you know yourself better than anyone. And switching the getting through the day to an awareness of yourself and Really, what is it that you feel and when? Is it are you crashing in the afternoon or 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 what's happening at different times of the month, even especially for women? And not dismissing the finer symptoms. So you don't end up saying, you know, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this was creeping up on me, even as you maybe end up with in the hospital for something, or you get a diagnosis and say, Oh my God, I did not see that coming. Well, I believe strongly that it comes down to an awareness of your own body and how you feel. Now, if you do want more about your genetic potential and how I learned about the diabetic potential for myself, you can go to thednacompany.com forward slash eat this to order your own test. You get 50 bucks off uh, by using that URL. Now, please know that the wait on these results seems to be a lot longer than what they talk about on their website. I don't know if they're still snowed under, but we definitely dealt with this during the COVID situation. Um, it's taking a couple of months. I have not had great luck in getting a response from them either, but I still believe that the results and the information that you get is definitely worthwhile. So do the assessment on sproutright.com forward slash take stock, download those documents, fill them in and then fill them in again bi-weekly or even monthly, keeping that food diary going and tweak it as you notice something 
that comes up and then something else. Now remember that if you, let's say it's June right now, if you started in June with this assessment, where you are in August, you're gonna be different because as soon as you make the different changes, you then become a different person. So that's why you keep need to you know go back to this again, note it down and write it down. Now let us know what you learn about yourself. Share this with somebody else if you need some accountability. It's always good to have an accountability partner. Reach out, let us know, either myself or Chris. So on social media, on SproutWrite and Leanne Phillipson uh, handles, you'll find us. If you listen to this podcast and you love it, rate it, give it five stars so everybody else knows. Yeah, go on, throw this in your ears and listen to it. If you want more information on working together, it is on Leanne Phillipson and SproutWrite.com. Book a discovery call. Also, I speak to people for about 15 minutes if they need to do a quick supplement assessment. You'll also find that on SproutWrite.com. Now, go forth. I want you to optimize your health. Stay in that prevention place. If you've moved on from that, treat the symptoms that you've got in the way that you know how with whatever support you happen to need. And please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.